Today is January 10th, 2021. Happy New Year and welcome to Common Ground. The sermon series we are in is called Cultivating Joy. This sermon is called Building a Posture of Notice. And the speaker is Chris Romine. Enjoy. Look up, love. Take your eyes off the ground. Show your face. A new day is here. The light is rising over you, shining brightly, moving shadows, touching your face. You are brilliant with it. Darkness may come and go, but the glory of our Creator is a constant companion, a steady light. Many will see you struggle to live, your choice to stand up and walk in the light and be changed. Have the courage to truly see not only the problems, but the one who remains with you holding the light. We are all coming together, family, neighbor, and exiles, taking our seats at the table. We are learning, we are healing. So, take the gift of this day you are given. Let the light enlighten you, emanate from within you, become you. Be you. Power is shifting, and it won't look like what we think when love reigns. Cities riddled with the wreckage of war and marked by the scars of empire will exchange the sounds of violence and ruin for the clamor of co-creation and communion. Through the power of God, the oppressed and those stripped of their land are allowed to share in power. We all will weigh in. Life will grow from the most unexpected places. The smallest and least will be welcomed into the center and their perspective will matter. Not only will violence cease, we won't want to hurt one another but cooperate for the goodness of all. The whole nature of creation will change. The sun and moon will not be the light we revolve around. We will turn and grow by the light of God that shows us the illumined way to go. We will be ruled by the power of love. We will be remade and refastened to God and one another. We will learn what harmony means. Look up, love. Take your eyes off the ground. Show your face. A new day is here. The light is rising over you, shining brightly, moving shadows, touching your face. You are brilliant with it. Everything wrong side up is being upended. 
The table is extending, rounding. You have a place that is only yours. And everyone, everyone, everyone at this table will have more than enough. So, stand up, open up, take it all in, and shine. Pray with me. Uh, God of light, God of love, uh, may we be refastened. May harmony come. May we see um, that we are connected to all things, uh, that all things are connected to us, that we must love the earth and who dwells on her in the now. We must craft an earth that helps those who come after us flourish. May we honor our ancestors. May we honor the tribes that we call family, that we call home, that we call neighbor. May we honor those by being light and by being love and by fighting for connection with one another. Amen. Uh, it's actually always, it's, it's the second time that that video got me. Um, I, I, I think as I come to this sermon, um, as I come to this introduction of a new series, uh, I really want to map out what we do for the next six weeks, carrying us into, into uh, 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 Valentine's Day which is the Sunday before um, Lent uh, and Ash Wednesday. Uh, and we will enter a new series at that point, but for the next six weeks, we're going to be talking about joy. Um, I come to this sermon um, a little bit uh, um, sort of overwhelmed as I got to take the last couple of weeks to take stock of my life and the things that are in it, um, who and what I'm surrounded by and my potential um, for joy and for love and for connection, um, for co-creating a world that I believe is good um, and not least common ground becoming this new sort of weird space like can we just pause as I start a new year at Common Ground? Like, what the hell are we? We started as a church in June 2019, Pentecost Sunday. Um, we started as a church that really sort of wanted to tackle some hard questions uh, to address some things that may have been silenced in our previous church contexts to really unpack uh, Christianity um, and deconstruct the sort of supremacy culture that's in that faith so that we might chase after, uh, or, or perhaps more fittingly, we might lean into something that we already have, which is the beauty of God, the divinity within us, uh, and the divinity that we reflect, um, which I think comes with some um, blemishes or maybe some smears on the facade as we, uh, as we face a reality that humanity 
um, finds new creative ways um, to break itself. Um, I'm not, I don't find myself particularly cynical. Maybe some of you would disagree, but I, I would say that it's hard not to notice something that happened on Wednesday. Uh, it's hard not to name um, that that Wednesday thing was demonstrably Christian in its name, right? In its, in its roots. Uh, it was a white supremacist form of Christianity. And nevertheless, it is folks who claimed the Christian, the Christian, the Christian tradition, the Jesus tradition that I too claim um, that filled themselves with such hate, um, with such um, damaged and broken uh, uh, narratives um, that led them into a form of violence that means bad, bad, bad news for uh, people of color, um, for the indigenous siblings in our midst, um, for our queer family here at Common Ground. Uh, if the world becomes what some of the folks on Wednesday hoped uh, it will become, that is a world of death. Um, that is not a world where we find harmony with one another. Um, and Common Ground has birthed itself on a premise that as that prayer, as that interpretation of Isaiah 60 um, says, that the table gets bigger and that it rounds. Um, as the prayer says, those who do not have a voice have a voice and we learn from them. It is a prayer of deep connection. Uh, it is a prayer in the words of MLK that sees ourselves as mutually interdependent, that we are caught up, that we are forced into, that we have no choice but to see ourselves as radically, intrinsically connected to one another. Amen? Let me get an amen. So as we, as we engage a new series on joy, we need to take stock that there are things um, in the world, in our midst right now, that are have the potential to rob us of that joy. Um, and as I converted, as I, as I brought my life into the Jesus tradition about 10 years ago for the first time, I was not, wasn't really raised a Christian and chose this thing for better or worse. Um, and, <laughs> don't laugh at that. Um, and the way that I was talked about or that the way that I was told to love and what I told was joy was this thing that was so, so, sort of always located with God conveniently. So suddenly um, it became this interesting dualism where uh, love is only expressed through some sort of Christian prism, this Christian foundation, right? And that really the way that I've been loving before this was askew, um, was uh, either anywhere from bad to misguided because I didn't know Jesus Christ before that, right? And the way that we experience joy with all of these one-liners, maybe you live in a house where it's like stenciled on your wall, um, but like the joy in the Lord, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so there's also a, 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 a sort of tradition that we all come from if we're not engaging Christianity for the first time, that joy is somehow located with God and what God has done for us and is doing for us, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Uh, bear with me and you can go, I completely ignore this moment, Chris. I'm, I'm not with you, et cetera. But 
for the next six weeks, the premise of this service, this, this sermon series, is going to be extremely um, concrete. Uh, by concrete, I mean Chantilly and I have zero interest in talking about a joy that is not felt, seen, felt with our bodies, seen with our eyes, heard with our ears. It is demonstrably material. Um, and, and this is the part where you can go, Chris, I don't, I don't care for this. And again, I'm sorry if you're here at Common Ground for the first time and you're like, this guy's a lunatic and this doesn't sound like Christianity, but I'll say this. We are also, as Christians in, the tradi in this tradition, caught up in a form of dualism that privileges a soul. I need you to know, as we engage the next six weeks of joy, that not all Christian streams, Orthodox streams, believe that the human body even has a soul. I'm not going to go into the theological or philosophical uh, uh, tenets of that, but I need you to know that there is a Christian tradition, large one, intelligent folks, who are, um, I, that's like a Trump thing, all the people, uh, are, th there are many people in which I'm sympathetic to that believe that, uh, that, that first, if we, if we wonder, does a soul exist? That is maybe even if there is, if there's a heaven, which I do believe, I believe I'm redeemed into my body, into that space. As I pass through the veil, my soul does not leave my body and fly off to some cloud that I sit on and people play harps for me. I believe that my body and your body and this earth is the heaven that we are waiting for, but we are in the not yet. And so when we talk about joy, I am disinterested in the foundations of joy that I've come from in, the, in evangelicalism, which invites some sort of like ethereal spiritual joy that I can't touch, that I can't feel. I'm told and if you play a big enough chord crescendo in a Hillsong song, I might actually insist that I'm feeling that joy, right? But I'm not quite interested in that joy for the next six weeks and neither is Chantilly. What Chantilly and I did for the, for the last uh, you know, five, six weeks as we sussed out this sermon, were just literally list the things that bring us joy on a day-to-day -day basis. I wake up and I love to manually grind coffee. It's become a liturgy for me. I grind it. I like, you know, like I've never been that coffee person, but suddenly someone made me into that coffee person. It's probably predictable, but that is something that I now enjoy as a morning ritual. Chantilly takes walks uh, with her children and she has been overcome by the moments when her daughters in their young age are just overjoyed by what the world has to offer in sights and sounds. And when I believe Jesus talks to us about uh, uh, the faith of a child, I don't believe that's ignorance. I don't believe that is stupidity. I don't believe that's naive, but I believe it is potentially for us in this sermon series for the next six weeks, taking stock of things that are right before our eyes that we often don't notice. And if you're anything like me, um, I, then you might not do a great job of taking stock of the day-to-day -day things that can maybe do anything from cause us to smile to cause us to weep with joy in gratitude at the beauty that this world offers us, the beauty of being connected to other humans, the gift of community, the gift of creation, the gift that humanity co-creates together um, of art, um, of sound, of flavor, 
Um, I'm I, my my housemate here is cooking bacon right now, and I can't help but think the joy in in a well cooked meal and the smells that come from it. These things are simple. Yeah, Rob and Jocelyn, plants exactly. Uh, these things are simple. These things are material, and yet these things have the opportunity to sustain us on a day to day level. And so, what I won't be doing for the six next six weeks is giving a discourse on how to make your soul happier in the joy of God. Because I believe that God is in all things and all around us, co-creating a new world and giving us day-to-day -day opportunities to see and to notice, to take stock, to appreciate the things that are in our midst. Now, please don't hear me as we walk through this sermon series for the next six weeks that I am... Um, um, ignoring the bad news that is in the world. In fact, if you've traveled with us one single time, sorry if this is your first time, but any other time, you will know that I am not short on naming and listing the things that are problematic around us and in us, right? And the Christian tradition in the West, in America, um, in our patriarchy, in our heteronormativity, uh, in our classism, in the way that no one is flourishing economically while a few really flourish in the tens of millions range. The fact that we are, are destroying uh, our, our, our environments, we, our lived experience is replete, replete with damage. That can exist at the exact same time, right? Non-binary thoughts as us choosing to cultivate practices of joy. Right, So I can name Wednesday as a horrific, monstrous thing that happened. And I can still fight for joy in things, as Jocelyn puts, like enjoying my plants, <laughs> going for walks, looking at the stars, um, um, resting, uh, 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 leisure. Uh, we're going to talk about work. As a good Marxist that I am, we're going to talk about non-coercive work. What if all of us were taken care of in our material needs? We all had food and shelter. We weren't insecure in our healthcare or anything like that. What might we do in the world? None of us, I would argue, would sit around and do nothing. I don't believe that any human would choose in their best self to do absolutely nothing for the rest of their lives. I believe that it, what generates in us from the spirit of God is a sort of joy in work, in creating, in art, right? In making something, in taking something from one uh, process and, 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 and making it new uh, or seeing it to its end. As Mary notes, feeding her sourdough starter. That is actually a perfect example of what I'm talking about and what we'll be talking about for the next six weeks. So as we engage a practice of, or sorry, practices of joy, this Sunday is meant to do one single thing. Notice. Please choose in your life over the next week to take on a posture of notice, to take on a posture of attention. We are probably coming from traditions that swim in weird sort of disembodied, uh, don't worry, be happy sort of messages. You're probably here at Common Ground because you're tired of some of those cheap messages. I am too, right? Like, nevertheless, nevertheless, I'll say, we need to find practices as a community that sustain us into 
a posture that notices things that bring us joy on a day-to-day -day basis. They are going to be concrete. They are gonna be extremely material. They are not going to be disembodied. They're going to be embodied. They're going to be small. And yet that is what is profound about the human experience. That in these small things that seem banal, that seem rote, actually there is a, a deep well of joy and a spirit of generosity and gratitude with us when we choose to notice what brings us joy. That's it for me, folks. I could read you a bunch of Bible, Bible verses about where we find joy. I'm not going to do that. In fact, we're probably not going to engage a single Bible verse for the next six weeks. And that's not because we don't root ourselves in the biblical tradition or we don't root ourselves in the Jesus tradition, but it's because I think we have come so far apart from ourselves and from each other that the Bible is also now an opportunity to get us in the way of each other and in the way of our own notice, right? Because if there's anything that the Bible does a really good job of when we aren't well, is it continue, it gives us the opportunity to continue to look away from ourselves and look to something else like the Bible or our spirituality as if that is some sort of objective uh, reality that, uh, that, that we can sort of just cling to. Um, I would call that a trauma bond. And so we're going to disabuse ourselves of any sort of trauma. Uh, we are going to break any sort of trauma bond that we may have. And we're going to see joy right now in our midst as a community. The next week that I'm inviting you to engage in is a posture of notice. Notice, go for a walk. What did you notice on that walk? Did you make eye contact with the person who you walked past? Did you smile? Um, keep a mask on, but did you smile? Did you say hello? Are there new flowers that are blooming? Are there things that are dying that are going to be composted into the earth to breathe new life into our April and our May? Are there movies that you watch? Are there things that you draw? Um, are there acts of work that you enjoy doing that bring you hope that actually humanity still has a good chance of making it with love and light for our future. I invite you into just a posture of notice for this next week. Um, we are going each week to be giving you a practice. Uh, Chantilly's going to be offering one up next week. We're gonna be asking you to engage in social on our social media platforms. But for this week, it is simply notice, pay attention. Take stock of who you are, where you're at, who's around you, what's around you, and all of the manifold ways that God is inviting our eyes to be appreciative of what's around us, inviting our hearts to break open for the togetherness that we already are forced into. <laughs> May we lean into that network of mutual interdependence that whether we like it or not, we have it for each other. And so may we find stock and may we find joy in those things. A posture of notice. I invite that into you, common ground for this next week. Simple sermon, simple thing. And yet it is in the simple, material, banal, concrete day-to-day -day stuff where we either sustain ourselves or whether we break apart. I'll close with this. I am not... I am not trying to rob you of any idea that the joy cannot be found in the Lord or 
whatever, right? Especially if you have a Bible verse stenciled to your wall. You can, okay? We can. We can find a joy in our spirituality. And yet, that's not the only way that we see God in our midst. Um, I want to close with the way Iroquois spirituality, I want to honor that as its own form of spirituality and draw from some of the wisdom of it. That Iroquois spirituality does not divorce itself, and Iroquois does not divorce herself and her day-to-day practices from some sort of religion or spirituality. In Christianity, we tend to look at prayer as, oh, this is a Christian thing that we do. Do we see uh, stewarding our plant life as a Christian thing? No, that's just something else that, that we do that's separate from our spirituality, from our religion. No Christian, no common grounder. For the next six weeks, we're going to say that every single thing that you choose to do throughout the day is a spiritual act. There is no separating spiritual act from any other kind of act, that you are an embodied uh, 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 reflection of the divine, and that every act you choose to do is saying something about what we choose to do in the world. Um, And when the Iroquois, who are native peoples, uh, indigenous folks of this land, when the Iroquois see their lives when they make when a fire is made when the when the when the uh when a when a cabin is built um when they're following the herd uh for that month's or for that season's uh yield uh when they're planting their crops these things are inherently spiritual and this is where they root themselves in their joy western christianity could learn a lot about this we at common ground could learn a lot about this that it is our daily practices that are intrinsically christian because we are intrinsically made in the image of god and so what we do is a reflection of that god image maybe so for this next week may you take on a posture of notice may you smile behind a mask when you're outside or by yourself take the mask off inside, but may you smile more. May you maybe cry this week as we appreciate that as bad as something like Wednesday was, this terrible white supremacist supremacist insurrection, there is love and connection and solidarity among us that we can draw from like a deep well that gives us life on a day-to-day basis. May we take on a posture of notice so that the systemic violence and the supremacy culture of our land in our time, in our midst, is not the thing that has its last word on our life and on our joy and on our spirit. Because if you are like me in the Christian tradition, you know that it does not have the last word. And so we will not defeat white supremacy here at Common Ground. I'm not even interested in doing that. We will interrogate it in ourselves, right? but we are not toppling a worldwide system of capitalism or patriarchy or, uh, or, 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 or any sort of ism, right? Guess what I'm doing and what you're doing and what we're gonna be doing for the next six months? Watering our plants, going for six weeks, thank you. Not six months, though we, could, we do have six months to talk about joy. Watering our plants, taking a nap, um, doing things that we want to that we're not paid for, because that's the joy of work. Um, Looking in the siblings that we love, whether partnered or single or monogamous or polyamorous, 
taking stock of the people around us that we love and finding joy in all of these ordinary things. This is the way that we usher in the kingdom of God's people. That's it. Amen. May we take on a posture of notice this next week and may joy abound in us. And may we come back next week and talk about it. Amen.